This is Jewish Board Talk with Sheree Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. This time last week, Gabi Bricker was in Israel as part of the Mizrahi Solidarity Mission to express support for Israel. One of the places they visited was Kfar Atza Kibbutz, which was one of the hardest-hit communities by the heinous Hamas attack on the 7th of October. Gabi is my guest now to tell me more. Gabi, welcome and thanks so much for joining me. Hi, Sharice. How are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? Lovely. Thank you. It's, um, is it good to be back, huh? Um, look, it's always good to be back with your family. Um, I think uh, the definition of home as a Jew uh, changes quickly uh, when you when you kind of experience what what we as a nation have gone through in the last seven or eight weeks. But yes, always wonderful to be back with my family and kids. Um, Gavi, tell me about the mission and Mizrahi and why. So you know the the so, so Mizrahi is a is a is a global movement. Um, it's been around in South Africa for for many many years as well. Um, we're a, a religious honest movement and, um, and you know, the, the mission, um, it had less to do with the fact that we're Mizrahi or not. I think the mission had to do with, you know, the, 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 the idea that, um, sometimes or not sometimes, I think pretty much all the time in life, you've got to show up, um, and you've got to show up, uh, not always with an agenda and not knowing exactly what it is. And I think we, we were all, um, we were all completely overwhelmed by how important it, it was to be there. Um, and uh, as a friend of mine said to me, you know, one thing about Israeli culture, for those people who've been in Israel uh, before, um, Israelis don't say things they don't mean. Uh, South Africans are quite good at that. Uh, we're very, we're a very diplomatic, uh, um, uh, nice to be nice kind of people. But, but in Israel, and and you know, when we and when we met with people, the genuine appreciation um, of arriving, and you know, the question of so you flew all this way just to be here with us and just to listen to us. Um, and I think that I was, I was certainly um, surprised at how much it meant to people. Um, and then for, for, for ourselves also to, to bear witness, um, to, to bear witness to, to what certainly in my view is, is going to be a, a it has, not going to be, it is a seminal term, turning point in the, in, in the story of the Jewish people. Um, this isn't just something an event that happened this really is um, a turning point in in our nation um what what we left with from israel um was was many positives that may come out um and that will come out and have come out already so we're going to go into it, um but when you say it's a turning point in jewish history i mean i, I feel it as a, i'm sure we all feel it on an individual level Globally, internationally, religiously, spiritually. Um, I, th- I think I think probably in, in all of those spheres. Um, I uh, you'll hear as I go through this uh, the, this conversation, she's I'm still trying to put my thoughts together. Um, lots of people have asked me to speak over the last week, and I've almost said it's too soon. Although there's stuff to share, so so I'll, I'll try and uh, solidify what some of those thoughts are. Why why, why do I think it's a, a huge turning point in? In, in, in the story of the Jewish people is that, you know, my, my generation, um, and I'm, I'm in my forties, um, we, we've lived in a, I guess, a global era of, of peace, a global era where we may have thought that, you know, what has been the destiny of the Jewish people for so many years has changed irrevocably and that, um, you know, the, the, the sad reality of anti-Semitism, um, has disappeared from the world. Um, and, and even more importantly, um, you know, the, the, we're the great great grandchildren 
of the people who fought for a state. And we heard this from many people in Israel saying that uh, there, were, there were lots of questions about what this generation would do when the, when, the, when the time really came to stand up and fight for what was important. Um, and it's been clear that not only did they arrive, um, but they arrived at 140% um, and with such clarity of purpose um, and what we're fighting for and, and, and what it will be. So I think that's, that, that's one of the elements. One of the other unfortunate elements, I think, is that this, this notion that maybe anti-Semitism has disappeared, mm. I think, has been, has been smashed, sadly. Um, and that's why I think we're going to we're going to we're going to operate differently as Jews, um, certainly in the, in in the short to medium term. Um, and then I think as well, you know, the, the the this this idea of how important Israel is to the Jewish people, and can we uh, you know you've got thriving Jewish communities all over the world. We, we've got an incredible community in South Africa and a wonderful community to which to live, and we love living here, and we all we all benefit from this amazing community. Um, and even more so in, in the U.S., where communities are growing and they're stronger. This idea that those communities don't need Israel or are not connected to Israel, I think that notion will disappear for 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 the foreseeable future. Mm. Um, and then and then lastly, I think just the 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 the, the, the big over overarching message that we heard. Um, and I'd like to describe it in this way, if, if, if you'll allow me. Uh, so we spent time with Rabbi Perez. Um, for those of you listeners who don't know, Rabbi Perez um, is a is an incredible man. Rabbi Perez and Shirley Perez spent uh, many years in South Africa, um, leading our community, and they uh, they currently are, are are dealing with their own crisis. They're, they're, uh, one of their sons who who's been kidnapped, um, and the other son who was injured. Um, and Rabbi Perez described this in a in a in a magnificent way, and he said, you know, in the story of Esther, uh, there's. Uh, um, Mordechai is quoted, uh, well, not Mordechai, sorry, Haman, and the, the enemies of the Jews talk about a, um, Ammafuzaru Muforad, and I'll translate, Ammafuzar is a, is a nation that is dispersed everywhere, and Muforad is separate, with no unity. And if you listen to our enemies in the last couple of months and years, they believe the same thing about the Jewish people today. That not only are they geographically spread around the world, but more importantly, um, they, their society is is fraying. Um, that came to a head very, very tragically um, on Yom Kippur for those who who follow what happens in Israel um, this year. And uh, and and what Rabbi Perez talks about is the gift. And and I can only say it because he said it. Right? I would never, I would never dare to say this as somebody who who hasn't paid a a price like somebody like Rabbi Perez. He talks about the gift that Hamas gave the Jewish people in realizing that we may be a nation that is dispersed, but we are not a nation um, that is without unity. In fact, the opposite. We really are one people, one nation with one heart. Um, and I think that that, why do I think it will change Jewish history? Because I think if if their message is internalized, and certainly it's being felt in a dramatic way by everybody um, in Israel and I think all the communities around the world, if we can internalize that and if that has has some resonance um, in, in the way that we educate our children going forward, etc., I think that things will be very different uh, in the coming decades. Hmm. Gary, let's talk about what you did. Who went? Was it a South African delegation? How many? Yeah, so it was, uh, it was only South Africans. There were, uh, there were 15 people who came from South Africa. Uh, there were a couple of people who joined us there. Um, it was... Um, 
it was quite a mixed group. We opened it up for anybody who wanted to come. Uh, the, the group was led uh, um, with uh, by uh, sorry by uh, Rabbi Daniel Kaplan. He's the rabbi of Mizrahi in South Africa, um, and Rabbi Natalie Altman, um, who's the head of Kodesh and, and Ethos at Yeshiva College. Um, and uh, and the three of us kind of led the mission together. And uh, and and so the people came from kind of different communities. And but you know in Johannesburg, it was one of the one of the people we met uh, actually from the kibbutz from kibbutz. This is a kibbutz um, that was right next to that is right next to Kfaraza. Uh, they're all currently living in the Dead Sea. They've been evacuated, and they asked, you know, where do you come from, and how did you know each other? And we have to explain that, you know, in the Johannesburg Jewish community, uh, the degrees of separation are very small, um, and that's where we came from. So quite a quite a different, um, uh, quite a diverse group um, in in age and uh, and, and and in community. Uh, youngest being the youngest person, I think. I'll, I'll get into trouble if I get it wrong, but I think <laughs> I think minor. he's around fifty-two or thirty-three, okay, so right? So yeah, yeah. And we had uh, we had some people join us, uh, so we had some some younger people who are in Israel, um, some of our uh, one or two of our Hanichim on the Benakiva program joined us for a day, and uh, some we have a. Um, uh, the person, Dina, her name is Dina Richter. She was the Rosh Machane of Ben Akiva last year. She's living in Israel at the moment. She joined us for a day and people brought their family. So it was, it was really a kind of that sense of community as well. Where did you go? Sure, we went to a lot of places. Um, it was, uh, it, it was jam packed. It was sort of eight in the morning till 11 o'clock every day. Hmm. Um, and we, we, we went to a diverse range of places. I'll, I'll take you through some of the, some of the key the key places we went to. So, as I mentioned, we spent we spent a couple of hours with uh, with Rabbi Perez on on Monday, um, and then we spent time in Har Herzl. And uh, it, it it wasn't obvious to me that that was a good place to start, but it was an unbelievable place to start. Um, and the person who took us there is a, an incredible man, but then of Jeremy Kurnitz, and he took us around and he started off started on the side of Har Herzl. Anybody who's been to Har Herzl before, there's a there's a what's called the bridge between Har Herzl and Yad Vashem, a very symbolic bridge. Um, and he started, and he, he, his words were, "We've been here before as a Jewish people." And as we went through Har Herzl, we 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 only ended at unfortunately the new the new section, uh, which is there was a funeral minutes after we finished uh, our visit. Um, but as we weave through, we, we, we saw the, the, the similarities, uh, some of which were inspiring, some of which were traumatic. Uh, you know, the similarities, there are graves. Um, I'm not sure how many of your listeners have been to Har Herzl, but there are sections in Har Herzl for um, graves of people who could not be identified, and it's just their names. Um, and it's hard to imagine that in 2023 we're dealing with the same dichotomy in mm. Israel today. Um, how do you bury someone who you can't find and identify? Um, so that was that was a, a very deep and meaningful mm. um, time there. Uh, we spent that night with a lady, lady by the name of Tamar. She comes from a, uh, a a small little town called Shlomit on the border of uh, on the border of Gaza. Incredible people. She moved there with her family. Uh, eight eight families moved there a decade ago. They're now just under just over eighty families. Just beautiful people, salt of the earth people who live uh, who live a very simple life in the middle of the desert. She's a teacher. Her husband's an engineer, um, and sadly, they've uh, the, their community's been evacuated along. With the 300,000 other people who evacuated. Um, the next day, we, we, we started off um, actually with a shiva visit. Uh, there was a, a soldier whose, whose parents, like so many in Israel, are immigrants. Um, and uh, we went to sit with people. And you just, you know, I've, I've, I've often left Israel feeling um, 
a little bit inadequate, right? You meet, you meet giants of people, not in size, not in financial means, but they are giants. Um, and you sit in a shiver house and listen to a father talk, um, about his son and, uh, and, and, and what he did. And you see the friends sitting around. It was a very, very, it, it was an incredible experience. Um, and, uh, and, and one that, that really certainly, uh, uh, will leave a mark on us for a long time. Just as we were walking into the Shiver House, just mentioned this morning, we bumped into somebody, a lady by the name of Miriam Peretz. Some people may be aware. Miriam Peretz has lost two sons, um, in a war and she's made it her life's mission to look after anybody else who loses children. Mm. Um, she spoke about this was, I think the 135th or 140th home Shiver House that she had been to. Um, I'd love to post them. Hopefully I'll do it next week. Uh, her words that she shared with us, the three minutes she shared with us outside, um, words of, words of not only comfort, but words of hope for the future and how you got to pick up and move on and rebuild. And, and she was incredible. Um, we then went to somewhere where I would, uh, I would recommend, uh, um, to avoid, um, if, if you, if you, I'll explain to you why now, but in an inspirational place as well. And that's a, 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 an army base called um, Machane Shura. The Shura army base is the head army base of um, what's called the, the, the Rabbanut in the army. The Rabbanut is the chaplaincy in the Israeli army. The chaplaincy in the Israeli army play a very different role than any chaplaincy around the world. And one of the fundamental things that the army, that the chaplaincy, the Rabbanut in Israel do, is they look after any fallen soldier. Um, and at that army base is the uh, the the army's uh, mortuary and the facility to to bring in soldiers who've fallen and identify them and and get them ready for burial. Um, and that was the scene of where some of you may have seen the news where they had containers, mm. uh, refrigerator containers, and we 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 went through that and 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 the people many of whom have not been home since the 7th of October and have been there. And again, the, the, you know, you can leave a place like that with absolute despair. Um, and, and, and that, that is easy to leave like that. Um, but, but you leave again inspired and I'll, and I'll, I'll give you one, one of the things that inspired us when we left there is the people who there talk about the fact that what it means to an Israeli family to know that if God forbid the worst happens to your son or your daughter, there is a place that will do everything possible, and it really is everything possible, to make sure that they can be buried um, and get, you know, a, a place in their closure and, and, and their burial as a, as a Jew. Um, and, and it really, it, 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 it actually, you realize how that feeds into potentially the morale of the army and, and, and et cetera. And they're incredible. And then a fun part of that base is uh, there's the largest collection of Sifre uh, Torah in the world. Mm. The army has thousands and thousands and thousands of Sifre Torah. And so we spent some time there. And, uh, you know, you realize what a special army uh, um, the Israeli army is. Gavi, it sounds like it was a deeply emotional yeah. and emotionally draining trip. Yeah, and I'm and I'm only on Tuesday. <laughs> we'll wait till I, wait till till about Wednesday. Wait, um, wait, wait, we only have three minutes yes. left. Um, but but like maybe we can talk about the the emotional impact it had on you in terms of the downs and the highs, yeah, lows th- and the highs. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think for me emotionally it was. It, it was a little bit easier than I had anticipated because you're not you're, you're not just experiencing destruction, you're experiencing hope and you're experiencing um, the resilience of a people, and you realise that you know we've got we've got some really tough times against us, ahead of us. Sorry, and uh, as we saw this morning, this is far from over. Um, this is going to be a very very long um, 
traumatic uh, road. Um, but at the end of that is certainly a message of of hope and future. That you, you don't you don't leave Israel feeling that this is the end of the story. You leave that feeling that this is a fundamentally important chapter, um, but certainly not the end of where we want to go. And I know we have two minutes. I want to, if if I can, can I want to just sure. mention you asked about Kfaraza. So we went to Kfaraza uh, on the Wednesday, um, and, uh, and and Kfaraza was a was a. That, that emotionally was certainly the hardest couple hours of the trip. Uh, we were taken around by a man by the name of Deron Lifstein. Deron Lifstein's um, uh, brother, um, and I've just gone blank on his name for a second, his brother was the mayor of Kfaraza. Mm. In fact, they just started a new town right next to Kfaraza uh, um, in, in his name, an incredible man, and he walked us through. And, you know, when, when, when we all grew up, we watched, sadly, we watched Holocaust movies in black and white. Um, and this was in Technicolor in 4D because you could feel, you could see. Um, and, and so I think that, that why is it also going to be different? Because we are going to have places to go to as Jews that we never had before mm. to understand things that happened to us as a nation. And so that uh, I, I know you want to wrap up. So there's plenty more. That was only halfway through the trip. Sure. Um, do you sound like a changed man? Yeah, I, I think so. Um I hope for the positive. Um, you, you can't, but you can't not be changed after a week like that in Israel. It's it's simply not possible. Um, and I'm hoping it's for the positive and that we can bring back. You know, uh, again, so many people said to us, when you go back, take a message of hope and positivity. Don't go back and uh, and make people sad and depressed about the future of Israel. Are you doing another one? Uh, we hope to please God. I. I uh, I've said this, and, I, and, I'm, and it's not an exaggeration. Every person who can sure. needs to go to Israel in the next six months, and we're hoping that in early uh, 2024 we'll advertise and we're looking to put some more together, yes. Please let me know. We, we'll I'm back again next year, and I hope you will be too. I hope so. Thank you very much. That was Gabby Bricker, who was part of the Mizrahi Solidarity Mission to Israel.